Amen. Around the 15th chapter. Amen. The book of Luke around the 15th chapter. Amen. As it talks about the prodigal son. Amen, somebody. As it talks about the prodigal son. Now, it starts from Luke, the 11th verse, up until the 32nd verse. I'm not going to read all of those, but I ask that you would read it in your spare time so that you would know the story of the prodigal son. I'm so glad this morning that we had the, the chastity vow. Amen. I encourage us as saints, not only is it the responsibility of the parents to instruct and watch over those children, but it's also our responsibility. I heard somewhere that it takes a, a village to raise a church. Amen. And as pastors often told us, it takes the church to raise the village. Amen. See, too many times we are proactive and we are reactive instead of being proactive. Oh, Y'all going to get it in a minute. Amen. We, we often do things after the fact, mother, where if we would have talked to those young ladies and those young men before the fact, we maybe could have avoided some things. Amen. I, I know I'm right. I, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth in here. See, see, and I'm going to just go on and get into this. See if the mothers and the missionary would take off the habits, take off the white dresses, and begin to reach out to the young girls. Tell them how to live, how to carry themselves, how to wear. Now, I'm not talking about beating them up because we often forget where we came from. Amen, somebody. If the elders, I can't leave us off, if the elders and the deacons and the missionaries and the, and, and, and the ministers would take off the collars and the black ties, amen, we would reach out to those young boys. We maybe could have avoided what happened at Butler High School. Oh, y'all ain't going to get with me. Y'all looking at me like I'm a guest, amen. But I'm a member here, and amen, and, 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 and here's about one thing you will know about Elder Hall. I'm going to preach the word whether you like it or not. And if you get mad at somebody, you take it up with God. Amen. But if it hits you, he didn't mean to miss you. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. As we go to the book of Luke, the 15th chapter and the 11th verse. Amen. As we start, it says, well, first of all, let me let, me let you know this. The Bible talks about twos. Amen. The, the number two talks about comparison and division. Bible says that God made an infirmity in the air and he, he divided the water from above from the water from beneath and called it land and, 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 and rain. Also, there was a man, two men that built two different houses on two different foundations that had two different results. Now it takes us into the prodigal son where the Bible said, oh, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but there was a certain man that had two sons. Amen. And so we picked that up in the 11th verse, amen, that says a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided them to him his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, he took his journey into a far country. And there he wasted his substance with righteous living. And, 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 and when he had spent all he had, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and, and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed the swine. And he was fain, had to fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave him, no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. 
I will rise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I am no longer worthy, hallelujah, to be called thy son, but make me one of thy hired servants. Amen. As I said, I'm not going to read all of this, but I would like to pull a particular uh, verse or scripture out of that 17th verse. And it simply says that he came to himself. Amen, somebody. He came to himself. Amen. If you would pray with me, Father God, we come this thanking you for another day in your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We come, Father God, asking that you would hide me behind the cross, that they would see less of me, but more of you, Father God. Lord, that I would do no harm to your word. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, may it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Hallelujah. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thy hast died. Draw me nearer. Nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. That's anybody testimony this morning. Draw me nearer. Oh, I want to be close to you, Father. Nearer, blessed Lord. To the cross where thy hands died, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious. Bleeding side to thy precious bleeding side to thy precious bleeding side. Amen, somebody. He came to himself. This is the last of three parables about loss and redemption. Amen. Following the parable of the lost sheep. You know the story. He, he left the 99 to go after the one. And also the lost corn where the woman turned her house upside down until she found the corn. And here we are going now to the lost son isn't it interesting, my brothers and my sisters, that nobody went looking for the lost son? Amen, somebody. See, 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 understand all, all three of these parables are subject of recovering the lost. It reflects God's concern for lost people. Amen. The tremendous value that he placed on every individual and the great joy he feels when one sinner who repents. Now understand, my brothers and sisters, that this parable is not just about sons. 
Amen. There are also some lost daughters. Can I get a witness? Amen. And see, 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 the story is, it starts with about the story of a selfish, rebellious child. And in this case, a son who rejects his father's upbringing. Primary focus of this parable is God the father in the general rebellion of his children. As the story unfolds, think about where you are in this story. Amen. Are you the rebellious son that was lost and far away from God? Or are you the self-righteous brother, the Pharisee that no longer capable of rejoicing when a sinner returns to God? Father, give me the portion of the estate that belongs to me. Typically, amen, the son would not receive an inheritance until after the father's death. Can I get a witness? But by the son acting for the inheritance, he's replying that I can't wait for you to die. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. See, see, see. He, he, he feels as if he is entitled, not realizing why the father is living. He has no possession because everything still belongs to the father. Amen. And he could use those possessions while he's living. But the son here represents someone living in rebellion to God. It's kind of like we are in society today. We want our own independence. Amen, somebody. For we all have possessed foolish ambitions to be independent from God our Father. Our parents used to call it mother smelling yourself. Amen, somebody. See, we want to be our own man. Amen. We don't want anyone telling us anything or what to do. But now the Father could have rejected the Son. Amen. He could have told him how disappointed he was. Amen. That he wanted an inheritance while he was living. See, see, in those days, the wayward and rebellion son would have been stoned to death. But the Bible says that the father granted him his request and he gave him a third of all that he had. Just that, and that's just how God is with us. He doesn't force us to do anything, but he allowed us to go on our own. Amen. To do our own thing. Amen. To experience the world, even if it means we turn our backs on him. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. Can you imagine the hurt, the fear, and the concern that the father had for the son? But he allowed him to leave. Story goes on to say that he went into a far country. A far country to us in the day will be into the world. Amen, somebody which is away from God. Just, just look at him. He's entering this foreign country. He has his robe, his ring, his shoes, and other jewelry. Amen. He's probably riding on a double honk donkey. Amen. Or camel. Amen. He has several other camels carrying his position. He had his money and everything with him in today's society. That would be us rolling up in a Benz or a Rolls Royce. With 24s or 27s or whatever the number of tire is. Amen, somebody. But how many know that it wouldn't take long, amen, for you to get so-called friends when you got money? People will take your money as far as fast as you could spend it. Amen. But the Bible says that he enjoyed himself. Here we see his sinfulness for, for he had all kind of parties. Prostitutes, uh, you name it. But you never hear of him Hallelujah. Putting any money back, saving any money, putting anything in the bank. Amen. You never hear him that. And I don't care how much money you have. If you continue to take out and never put back in one day, you will run out. There's an old saying that a fool and his money is soon departed. Amen. Somebody see, but the Bible says that, 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 that he wasted 
Hallelujah. All of his substance on righteous living. Let me let you know some see sin will always promise more than it gives. It takes you further than you want to go and it leaves you worse off than you were before. Amen. The pleasures of sin may be for a season, but if you continue it, ultimately it'll catch up with you and even cost you your life. See, sin promises freedom, but it brings slavery. Amen. And it will take you, it will take everything that you have if you wallow in it long enough. And Satan makes it look good. He makes it look fun. Amen. But the end, it brings sadness, destruction, and death. Can I tell you about me? See, I never had a sin, mother, that I was involved in that didn't feel good to me while I was doing it. Oh, y'all act like y'all been saved all your life. Amen. Because, see, I was trying to satisfy the flesh. Amen, somebody. So, yes, it felt good while you were doing it. But how many know that after that five minutes of pleasure? <laughs> okay, two minutes. After that two minutes of pleasure, amen, you found yourself in trouble. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. See, 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 understand, my brother, that he was enjoying the party, the drugs, the alcohol, the women, and he lost it all, even his clothes. To make things worse, the Bible says that there became a famine in the land. I want to let you know that there will always be a famine in our lives when we separate ourselves from God. I just wonder, my brothers and sisters, why didn't he then go back to the Father? Amen. See, pride will call us to do some, some crazy things. Amen. Where are the friends? Amen. He was broke, no friends, no job, no food, no home, and very humiliated. Bible says that no one gave him anything or would help him. That's humiliation number one. He was reduced to a state of hunger and had to subject himself to pagans. That's humiliation number two. And to feed the pigs of the pagans, which is humiliation number three. He was so hungry that he desired to eat the slop that the hogs was eating. Humiliation number four. See, in that day, pigs were considered to be unclean animals. The Jews were not even allowed to touch them. But see, understand that the need of a sinner lies deeper than any man can reach. For we must turn to Christ. It revealed that he had fallen as low as he could. But sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we have to hit rock bottom before we come to our senses. Am I right about it? Bible says that he came to himself, which means that, that, that he recovered his sanity because previously he was beside himself. Amen. He was out of his mind. Think about that moment when you came to yourself. Was it alcohol? Was it, was it drugs? Was it adultery, fornication, homosexuality? Was it pornography? Hallelujah. Can I just share the moment that, that I came to myself? Amen. And see, you should be able to talk about what you've been delivered from. Oh, I know it's tight, but it's right. Amen, somebody. But, 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 but me, amen, being the whoremonger that I was, found myself in a hotel with a young lady. Amen. Doing whatever we thought we were big enough to do. She knew about God. I knew about God, mother. Amen. But, but, but one morning after the little two minutes of pleasure, one morning, amen, we woke up and we came to ourselves and said, you know something? We can no longer do this. We know it's not right. Hallelujah. And, 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 and this woman, amen, this woman went on to be my wife today.
Amen, somebody. And we woke up that morning, and, and she worked with Patrice Delk at the United Way, and we asked Patrice, where's a church that we can tend because we had to come back home? Amen, somebody. And she invited us to full gospel fellowship, Church of God in Christ, that later became University City Church, that now is the city church. Amen. And we've been here now for about 18 or 19 years. Amen. Learning the gospel of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I come to let you, let you know, my brothers and sisters, that he came to himself and realized, man, how many servants my father have and more to eat than some. I will set out and go to him and tell him that I have sinned against him in heaven and I'm no longer worthy to be called his son. But make me one of the hired servants. Isn't it interesting, my brothers and sisters? He left home, mother said, give me. But he came back home saying, make me. Amen, son. You see, he practiced over and over in his mind what he would say to his father. But the true test, my brothers and sisters, is when you decide to move and actually go home. Amen, somebody. Look at this young man. Do you see him? Hallelujah. For the Bible said that such were some of us. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, some of us get so holy, amen, when God saves us and delivers us, we start sprouting wings. Amen. And we think we are holier than thou. Amen. But it's through his grace and his mercy that we are not consumed. Hallelujah. For the Bible says that, 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 that he's heading home. Has on 50 rags. No shoes. Smelling awful. Tired. Hungry. But he's heading home. Expecting to be rejected from the father and possibly disowned. But he's heading home. Wondering what the older brother may do or what he may say, but, but he's heading home. Not sure of the service and how they would treat him, but he's heading home. Knowing how embarrassed he was and how stupid he may have looked, but he's heading home. The Bible says that the father saw him from afar off. He had been waiting patiently for the son to return home, just like God do us. Amen. He often wait on us to make up in our mind, to come to ourselves. He would never force us to do anything. Although the son probably didn't see the father, but God sees the sinner way before the sinner sees God. He sees where he's been, but most of all, he sees where he's going. Bible says that the father ran to the son, which was against custom back then for royal men to run. Father ran and fell on the neck and kissed him eagerly and often. He didn't throw rocks at him and scold him. He didn't have the servants remove him off the property like some of the saints would have done. Amen, amen. But he welcomed him and kissed him. The kiss speaks of love and reconciliation. Speaks of forgiveness that his sin were all gone and would never be mentioned again. Aren't you glad we serve a God like that? The son came humble, not arrogant, like he left. He didn't feel entitled to get more because he was with the father. But he put his life into the father's hands. As he began to confess, Father, I've sinned against you in heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired servants. But look at the father. Because the son didn't come demanding, the father did five things. Amen. Five is the number of grace. Grace means that the father, hallelujah, giving us something that we don't deserve. Amen, somebody. But he saw him, number one. Number two, he had compassion on him. Number three, he ran to meet him. 
Number four, he braced him with loving arms. Number five, he kissed him. Bible says then he ordered the servant to bring the best robe, probably one of his own, to put on him a sign of dignity and honor to cover the filthy rags, restoring the son to his position as a son, a robe of righteousness that God gives us when we are saved and in right standing with him, had a ring to put on his finger, seal of the father's love, to show whom he belonged to, a sign of authority, sonship and royalty. He put the shoes on his feet because he was no longer considered a slave or servant. Amen. The shoes were a sign of the Holy Spirit that helps us as we walk through life. It's a sign of God's provision for our daily walk. Then he also prepared the fattest calf. Notice, my brothers and sisters, that blood had to be shed. Amen. For it was the atonement of sin. He speaks of a savior death for us. For this son was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and now found. Bible says that they began to be married. As I rush to my end, if the, if the son would have been dealt with in the beginning, as the law had required, they would have stoned him to death. And they would have been going to a, a funeral instead of a celebration. Aren't you glad that the Lord doesn't treat us as our sins deserve? Or repay us according to our iniquities. But he shows us grace and mercy. His love and compassion is so great for those that love and fear him. My brothers and my sisters know that there is nothing that you can do to keep God from loving you. Now, I'm not saying that there won't be consequences to our action. Amen. And sometimes we may have to reap. But God loves you. Understand that everyone is not going to be happy when you deliver Hello, somebody. Even some of the saints. Because, see, if some of them had their way, you had been in hell a long time ago. But I'm so glad we serve a father. Hallelujah, that sits high and, and he looks low, amen. And oftentimes we forget, help me, Holy Ghost, oftentimes we forget the sins that we've created. It's so interesting and easy to look at our brothers and sisters and say, oh, they shouldn't have did that. Oh, they should look at them acting like that. But we forget as the word declared that such was some of us. Help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, I know it's tight, but it's right. Amen, somebody. So, so, so we're so quick to not forgive one another. Hallelujah. Bible tells us, amen. The Bible tells us that he came to himself. You know the story. The Bible says that the, the elder son was so angry with the younger brother and the father because he had received the younger brother back into the house and had a celebration. He said, can you hear him? I've been with you all my life, and you never threw me a party. You didn't even give me a goat. He didn't even recognize his younger brother. He said, then when the son of yours come home, oh, you roll out the red carpet. But the father had to remind him, help me, Holy Ghost. He said that you have been with me all this time, and all that I have belongs to you. Understand, he had already given the younger brother his third. So it wasn't no more division, wasn't nothing else to divide. So everything else that the father had, the older brother had. Amen. And let me just tell you something. When you're living in the father's house and you are the priest of the most high God, sometimes you need to throw your own party. Amen, somebody. Amen. But see, see, understand my brother's pride and jealousy will call us to miss out on the blessing, miss out on the party. 
But how many know that if the father is throwing a party, I want to be there. Amen. We have to choose to return to the father. My brothers and sisters know that God still loves you. So whatever it is that you've done, know that the father is waiting with open arms to receive and forgive you. He says to come unto me, those that are heavy laden, those who labor in a heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For ye that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Make up in your mind that you're going home. Amen. Bible says that I may have sinned, but I'm coming home. My clothes may be dirty, but I'm coming home. No shoes on my feet, but I'm coming home. I may smell like a hog pit, but I'm coming home. No food in my belly, but I'm coming home. Hallelujah. Jesus declared that I'm going to prepare a place. Hallelujah for you and I will come again and receive you unto myself. I don't know about you this morning, but when this life is over, I got another building not made by the hands of men. I want to be able to hear him say, well done, thy faithful servants. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Just make up in your mind today that I'm going home through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. No matter what I've been called, Pastor Dorsey, been called everything but a child of God. But I'm on my way to my father's house. Don't matter what folks may say to you. I know they may say that you're nothing, just like you're no good daddy or mama. But make up in your mind, I'm going to see the Father. Hallelujah. Oh God, we praise your name. For there's none like you in all the earth. Let me let you know some, my brothers and sisters. It's time for us to stop playing. It's time for us to stop playing church. As you've often heard me say, if I didn't believe in this heaven thing, oh, I'll get me a Cadillac in about four women and start prostituting and just go on to hell in style. Have my gasoline in the back of the trunk. But I'm so glad that we serve a God. I'm so glad that we serve a God. Bible says that he looked beyond my faults. Said, let me prepare man to go down and redeem the sinners from the world. Bible said that Jesus came down to 42 generations. Born of a virgin Mary, he went down into hell. Bible says he had a revival. After he died, he was buried, had a revival, got up that third day morning. All power in his hand. Look back at the grave, said, oh grave, where is thy victory? Oh death, where is thy sting? I'm so glad we serve a God. I'm so glad we serve a God of a second chance. Some of us a third, a fourth, and a fifth chance. But I'm so thankful, hallelujah, that I know him to be my father. I said that I know him to be my father. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody said this morning that he's a good, good father. Hallelujah. Bible tells us that even as the evil man know how to give good gifts to his son, how much more? How much more do the father knows how to give good, 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 good gifts? 
to us. Went on to say, I already know the thoughts I have for you. Thoughts to do you good in the end and not evil. Hallelujah. I come to encourage somebody this morning. I'm, I'm through preaching. I hope y'all got something, but I'm, I'm coming to encourage somebody this morning. See, I was raised, Pastor Dorsey, without a father in my life. Didn't know my dad till I was 28 years old. He left my mom pregnant with me and my twin sister. Told us that they were going to Detroit to find a house to come back and get us. Hallelujah. 30 years later, my dad had already started a second family. My brothers and sisters tell me that every time he would come home, they would ask him, did you come to get us? God blessed me with a mother like never before. And the best thing she ever done for me, Elder Hunt, was introduce me to Jesus. The story goes on that after 30 years, see, my daddy was a whoremonger. He was a wino. Hallelujah. He was a fighter. He carried his knife. And I wondered sometime, Pastor Dorsey, where did I get those traits from? But after 30 years, mother, he went into an alcoholic coma in Detroit. My mom got somebody, paid somebody to go get him, bring him home. She nursed him. He had lost half of his brain. He couldn't remember. But she nursed him for two or three years until she could not medically take care of him again. We ended up having to put him in Columbia. Some of you heard of Bull Street. Bible says that when my brothers would go to visit him, he would always ask him, did y'all come to get me? Look how God turning this thing around. He would always ask that y'all come to get me. And mother, I was mad. I was mad, y'all. One day I was out cutting my wife, mother grass, and I asked God, God, why did you not have a father in my life? Why, God? After all these years, because see, I was 23 and I, I had my first daughter out of wedlock. Why did you, did you leave me like this? God's word came to me and he said, Elder Montgomery, sometimes the man is just a seed donor. He's not meant to raise the child, but he's just a seed donor. Now that don't give none of us the, the right to not take care of our children. That wasn't what he was saying. But he said, I'll be your, your father. I read somewhere where he said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. He said, I'll be your father. And he put me around godly men that were speaking to my life. I challenge you this morning as we talk to the men. Doors of this church is open. If you don't know God as your personal savior, I don't care what you may have done. And, and I'm not just talking to the young folk. There's some old folks that have gone into a far country. If you want to come back home today, join me at this altar. I'm not going to waste a whole bunch of time. Either you want to or you don't. But if you have come to yourself, made up in your mind, I, I, I don't want to continue doing what I'm doing. Meet me at this altar. My second call, there are any fathers in the house that have sons meet me at this altar God's going to use you to go back and talk to that son 
Because understand, my brothers and sisters, our children only want us to be transparent. Amen, somebody. They want us to, they want to know that, yes, I had some issues. I come to let you know Elder Hall has had some issues. And guess what? I still do. And if y'all would be honest, some of you do too. Hallelujah. But I'm expecting a mighty move of God. Bible says that God's going to restore the, the hearts of the children back to the Father. I just believe this morning. Hallelujah. For those of you that have children, and even if you have a wayward daughter, come to this altar. God's going to turn some things around. For what the enemy meant for evil, he's turning it for the good. Hallelujah. Fathers, make up in your mind today that you're going to have a relationship with that child. I don't care whether they're in the house or out of the house. 